Hello, and welcome to Exploring the Gospel, this study of the Gospel message. I'm excited to begin this new study with you here on Broken Vessels Mended by God. My name is Ruth Douthit, and I'm a teacher of God's Word, and I love learning new things when I read a book from the Bible, and I love to share those insights I've gained with my friends. And so that's why I started Broken Vessels Mended by God podcast. So welcome. Exploring the Gospel For those of you who have been Christians for many years, this study will be like a fun refresher course about the gospel message of Jesus. If you are new to the Christian walk, then this Bible study will be like a compass on a hike through the wilderness, or like blueprints handed to you as you work to construct a house. In other words, all of us can benefit from studying the foundation of the Christian faith, the gospel message. Good news. The word gospel means good news or good announcement. What was the good news announcement that was declared in the New Testament? And how does the Christian gospel message differ from the message of other religions or worldviews? That's what we're going to find out in this four-lesson study. But think about it. What is the gospel message? If you had to explain it to someone, what exactly would you say? In this study, we will analyze the gospel in four lessons. Lesson one, exploring God's story and our origin story. Lesson two, the fall rebellion and brokenness. Lesson three, redemption, the hero of God's story. And lesson four, restoration, the new creation. All worldviews have answers to these questions. Where did everything in the universe come from? What went wrong in the universe that caused all the problems and chaos? And what's the solution to what went wrong? How would you answer these questions? In this study of the gospel message, we will find there is a message within the message. This is a phenomenon that occurs throughout scripture, and for me, that's what makes studying the Bible so exciting. Together, we will explore God's story, unpack our own stories, and discover how the gospel message separates Christianity from all other religions and worldviews. Are you ready? I'm excited to have you on this journey with me, and I look forward to learning more about Jesus and his story of redemption with you. Get some paper out to take notes or open OneNote in your Microsoft Word and be prepared to learn something new about God and yourself. Then be prepared to share that message of salvation to others. Lesson 1. God's Story If anyone were to ask me what the Bible is about, I would tell them that it is God's story, a pure and amazing story of redemption. God's story is the good news we all need to hear right now. The word gospel means good news or good announcement. As Paul wrote in Romans 1, 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. This is why the Apostle Paul wrote that we should never be ashamed of the good news of God. Everybody needs to hear it. At a recent Billy Graham Evangelical Association Conference for Discipleship Coaches, we watched a short clip of Billy Graham speaking to a London crowd back in 1968. In this video, he gave the gospel message to the audience. The leaders of the conference wanted us to watch Billy Graham so we could hear the gospel presented in five main points. So this Bible study will use what we learned at that conference as a guide for each lesson. So let's unpack the gospel message that Billy Graham presented that day long ago in 1968. Five main points of the good news of God. Number one, God loves man. We learn that in John 3.16. Lesson two, or number two, man is separated from God by sin. Number three, God's main provision of reconciliation is Jesus. Number four, God raised Jesus from the dead to conquer sin. And number five, we can have new life in Jesus and be reconciled to God. The Gospel. The Simple Gospel. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul wrote, What I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. In its simplest form, the Gospel is the good news about Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross and his triumphal resurrection from the dead. These two Gospel facts are the pillars of the Christian faith. These two pillars are what God's great story of Jesus is built upon. No other religion can make this claim. The King died and rose again, not for his followers, but for his enemies. This is atonement, and it is what separates Christianity from all other religions. God himself became flesh, walked among his people, was humiliated, beaten, tortured, and killed by his enemies. And then God in flesh was buried and rose again from the dead to save those very people who killed him. That's quite the amazing story of redemption, isn't it? It's quite a hero's journey. When you read the simple gospel message, how does it make you feel about God knowing that he himself became flesh was humiliated and killed, and rose again for you. The Gospel message makes me feel very grateful that God loved me so much that He died for me to redeem me to Himself. Wow! It also makes me feel relief that I don't have to work to earn my place with God in Heaven. But the Gospel message requires faith, doesn't it? This story and these two facts are impossible for people to believe 
without the power of the Holy Spirit opening their eyes to the truth. It takes faith to believe God's story. So when explaining the gospel to unbelievers, they might require more information from you to understand God's great story of redemption. So let's go over those five main points that people need to know. Number one, God loves mankind. There are so many people in the world right now, they need to know they are loved. They need to know that God cares about their souls more than anything else. Yes, more than all creation, they are loved by God. For John wrote in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The second point, the human condition was sinful from the beginning. Therefore, we need a savior. Many people believe that all people are basically good and are born with a good nature within them. Well, they wrongly believe that it is the environment that makes them do bad things. But if all were born basically good enough to please a holy God, then why did Jesus die and rise again? Jesus did all this because mankind is desperately wicked, the Bible tells us. And we are in need of a Savior. Alone, we can never be good enough to be in the presence of a holy God. Paul wrote in Romans 3, As it is written, there was no one righteous, not even one. There was no one who understands. There was no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Point number three, who Jesus is and why he came to give his life. Many people believe Jesus existed, but as a good teacher or a healer, a social justice warrior or a community organizer. But people need to know that Jesus was God incarnate that he walked around as God in flesh, and he came to earth to die for us. And they need to know that Jesus lives today. Paul wrote in Romans 3, 22 through 24, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Point number four, people need to know the significance of what Jesus' death and resurrection accomplished for those who believe. People of this world seek solutions to problems, but the only solution to the problems in this world is found in Jesus. And people of the world need to know what his death and resurrection accomplished for all who believe in his name. That's the hope that the world seeks today. Paul wrote in Romans 3.25, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. And in Romans 10.9, he wrote, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
you will be saved. And point number five is, what can we expect as an outcome of this exciting news? Transformation. People need to expect that complete transformation is the outcome of the gospel message. Newness of life is what a person can expect from this exciting news. Once they receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, they will never be the same person again. Paul wrote in Ephesians 2, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Because this good news is for all people, they need to know. And it is our duty to share this message with all the world, no matter what may happen to us. Jesus suffered persecution, as did all the apostles, so we should expect to be attacked for spreading this gospel message. How ironic is that? You would think people would want to know this good news that sets them free. And yet, we are met with resistance. In Romans 12, Paul reiterated what Jesus had said, Bless those who curse you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in peace with one another. Do not be proud, but willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Why do you think Christians are met with resistance when spreading this good news message to the world? Think about it. God's Great Story and You Why is God's great story of redemption important? It gives us hope, doesn't it? Every worldview on earth has answers, or tries to answer, these questions. Where did everything in the universe come from? What went wrong in the universe that caused all the problems and chaos? And what's the solution to what went wrong? For instance, many people in the world feel that climate change is the cause for all the problems in the world and the solution might be to raise global taxes to pay for carbon footprint offsets. We try to interpret our own experiences to better understand the meaning or purpose of our life stories. But for the Christian, we believe that sin and death entered the world through one man, Adam, and that's what caused all the problems and chaos in the world. Sin and death separated us from our holy God. And we believe there's only one solution to that problem. Salvation came to the world through God in the form of Jesus. And Jesus' death and resurrection reconciled us to God. God's great story of redemption gives us new information. This new information differs from what the world's message is. But God's new information helps us see our lives from God's perspective. So now let's look at our origin story. Why is it important for Christians to know our origin story found in Genesis? Well, when talking with someone about the gospel, 
it is imperative that they understand their story in light of God's story. So many times we tend to look at God in light of us. But God is infinite, eternal, sovereign, and omniscient. It would be an act of futility for us to look at God in light of our finite, limited knowledge and power state, right? There are key life questions that all of us ask. Who am I? Why am I here? To whom or to what do I look to for my son for my sense of self-worth? At the Billy Graham Evangelical Association, these are the questions discipleship coaches are asked daily from people emailing or calling in. How would the Christian answer these questions? Who am I? Why am I here? And to whom or to what do I look to for my sense of self-worth? Someone in the world might say that they are just an animal like all the other animals and that they're here just to be part of the evolutionary process. And they look to maybe social media or friends or family for their sense of self-worth. But for the Christian, we say, we are a child of the living God and we are here to use our spiritual gifts and talents to further the kingdom of God here on earth. And we look to Jesus for our sense of self-worth. In Genesis 1, 1 through 28, begins God's story. He said, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. So people in this world need to know that they were carefully and wonderfully made by God in his image. We are his image bearers. As image bearers, God made us for a relationship with him as his created children. And this sets us apart from the animals and the plants because God made us co-rulers of his creation. In other words, he gave us a job to do. People of the world need to know that God made us to express his image through being male and female. We see this in nature as well. How does this message interfere with the message of the world? In Genesis 1, God said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So in the Garden of Eden, God placed Adam and Eve, and then he commanded them to be fruitful and multiply. He created their bodies for each other. He made a woman's body to receive a man and a man's body to fit within the woman's body. And God blessed us to multiply his image of glory and goodness through godly and harmonious marriage, families, relationships, cultures, and societies. But what went wrong destroyed the harmony of God's perfect plan, right? When sin entered the world. Purpose. We all are looking to find our purpose, right? Well, God made us to reign with him in this world through meaningful work. 
everybody finds purpose through work. How does it make you feel knowing God has a purpose for your life? Knowing that God gave me an artistic talent and spiritual gifts to be used for His glory motivates me each day. Without this knowledge, I don't think I could even get out of bed in the morning. Sometimes the world seems so dark and meaningless. Can you see how people in the world need to know that God made them for meaningful work? He gave them a purpose and an identity. In the world today, we see how people long for an identity. Actors or actresses, teachers, inventors, philanthropists, artists, politician, movie star, innovator, rich and powerful. We all need and crave an identity. But we also see how the world has twisted our origin story to suit their own needs. Today, people say there are over hundreds of genders and identities. We see the struggle for some people to know what their identity is, and the struggle is real. The world will tell you to be thin, but not too thin. Tall, but not too tall. Beautiful, talented, smart, always in a good mood, motivational, inspirational, prepared, on topic, funny, but not too funny, serious, but not too serious, be physically fit, intellectual, successful, generous, popular, and then they say, just be yourself. So is it any wonder that people walk around so confused? Well, everybody has an identity story. And God's word has good news regarding our identity as his special creation. Based on life principles, drawn from the Genesis passages, how would God's great story answer these questions? Who am I? Why am I here? And for whom or what do I look to for my sense of self-worth? That's the hope of our origin story. Our identity is in God. I am a child of the living God, and I am here to further His kingdom, His gospel message on earth. And I look to Jesus for my sense of self-worth. Can you answer those questions that way? In our next lesson, we will look at what happened to God's beautiful creation, the fall and rebellion of mankind. Until then, what did you learn about God today that comforts you or maybe challenges you? And if you like what you heard, please follow and subscribe to my podcast for updates as to when new studies and lessons are loaded. I thank you for joining me today and hope that you've been blessed by studying God's Word and beginning our analysis of the Gospel message. Go tell others what you've learned. And until next time, God bless.